It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I was thinking we were going to be without a host when he said your name. No, I I was hoping that Al would play a little piece of music, Uh. but we we didn't get it. So I'll, I'll just have to sing. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to Jerry, happy birthday to you, yes. Yeah, I got a lot of uh, Thursday, de- right? deals on, fa- yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, because Jeremy posted. Yeah. yeah, you're on Facebook. Oh, whoops, are you on Facebook? Well, yeah, sort but of, I, I, really. I don't participate. Semi, yeah. yeah okay. I, read, I read all the uh, uh, Facebook Items that I get sent, okay, but I don't necessarily so people, post. So people were nice and sent you a Facebook post oh, for your yeah. birthday. Yeah, and I think this is great. In honor of your birthday, Millburgers has discounted everything except grass and labor transactions. All right, ten percent. Isn't that something? Just for your birthday, you yeah. be- you believe that? No. Well, and it's just, and it's uh, just it happens to be incidental to the Super Bowl too. Oh no, no, no! This is the Jer- big Jerry's birthday sale. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really surprised about that when I I was printing out my sales item, and it said, even if you don't have a team planning, you can still be a winner with ten percent off everything in the store. Except grass and labor transactions. Including grass and labor transactions. Yeah, so if I want to buy some citrus, how much will I save this week? 10%. Oh, man, you're good. Through, uh, it starts, uh, started on February 3rd, and it's over on February 8th. On Monday, yeah. On Monday. What if I want a house plant? How much will I save? Uh, 5%? <laughs> no, 10%. <laughs> nice try. Nice nice way to set me up. That was good. <laughs> they, sure. they did. They had a nice picture that somebody took with uh, one of these, uh, what do they call it? Uh, the drone? No, no, I think it was with a, it could have been a drone thing. But uh, it's of of the whole nur- of all the benches, yeah, and all the nur- nurseries. That may be a security camera. I wonder what that is, because that's kind of a fisheye type lens. Yeah, fisheye. That's what I was trying to. Yeah, find that could. But uh, it's from above. No, it's a great above. picture. I've, I haven't been paying attention. I was uh, talking to a customer. What, what is this? You you went from Jerry's birthday to talking about a fisheye drone. Uh. Talking about a fisheye drone, Calvin. You've got to pay attention. This, you, you can't get you can't get caught up in a deep intellectual See that conversation. Picture? Yeah, on the, on the sales page. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a good picture. 
Yeah. Looks, just, whoever did that did good. You know, Jerry and I are communicating at a level that's so high. If you don't get in from the beginning, uh, <laughs> you just miss out. I, I know. I just, I just have to stay alert. Stay alert. Thank you for helping the customer, though. <laughs> what was she looking for? Were you, you, were, you looked like you were directing airplanes. You were kind of doing doing. Well, the, she was trying to decide which uh, uh, cashier would be the uh, fastest and most appropriate for her purchase. You know, it feels good today now that the sun has come out and oh, yeah. I see no clouds in the sky. And it's so funny. When you got here, I don't think it had broken maybe a smidge of blue. And 30 minutes later, there's no, there's not a smidge of white or gray in but, the sky. Uh, it's always, uh, always amazing. This little corner here on the, on the porch can be a little brisk. Yeah. And to, uh, but uh, you're right. It was cool this morning when we got here, but it's warmed up a bit already yeah no it feels nice it's going to be a couple nice days here in san antonio however no rain no rain and did did you see the weather forecast for the rest of the week i was i was told that you could uh, take your choice what weather forecast you wanted (laughs) to find because they were all different so some oh. say it's going to get a little colder later in the week. Yeah, late in the week it gets a little colder. Yeah, too. Some some forecast 24 and others 34. Yeah. So. Oh, I saw 26. On, on weather, <laughs> weather. In between. Yeah. I'll, oh, you said 24. That's right. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Calvin. Yeah. Or <laughs> uh, because of the droughts. And it's a fit. we're officially in a drought. Should uh, people be watering some watering their lawns about every two to three weeks? Well, it's you can in a you can in a drought, uh, drought. The drought restrictions allow you to water every week. Yeah, if you want to. Um, I I don't I don't think I'd, I'd hesitate, but I don't. I think most pe- people won't have to. Uh, but every but every two to three weeks, I think would probably be advisable. Yeah, yeah. Because that that'll m- maintain it. And we, the article in the Express News uh, this uh, today, was br- again brought up the issue of the uh, sustainable winter lawn. <laughs> you did a great job uh, describing that. It is, uh, in a, it's one of those. Uh, Depending on what kind of soil you have, how much shade you have, and what kind of lawn you have, you you may have a really uh, great lawn, uh, and uh, you don't want to take a chance that you're going to not have enough water on it. Yeah. And then there's a lot of us that, uh, like mine, looks looks good, but mine is uh, the uh, b- annual bluegrass, <laughs> and not too. That's fussy. beautiful. Yeah, it's not too fussy about water. Though. No. So. My, my annual bluegrass finally came up. I was very upset. Uh, my, ho- my horse herb hasn't responded as it, as it has done when we have rain in, in, the, uh, in the winter. But uh, I tell you, I'm, I'm more and more uh, sold on that annual bluegrass. Uh, like I said, I had a bluegrass lawn up in Kansas when I was going to school up there and uh, it there's no prettier grass I mean it's beautiful grass and uh, I just 
I just can't imagine why we can't get seed of that. You know, people are talking about overseeding their lawn. Yeah. Why not overseeding seeded with annual bluegrass? It would probably make an interesting project. Uh, yeah. We had we had a couple, you know, master gardeners or gardening volunteers that wanted to get involved in a this uh, project. Uh, that would be a worthy. It'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. It, to collect seed, you mean? Yeah. This uh, and uh, look, look at the options and and define our. Yeah. You and I talk about the uh, sustainable winter long. Oh, yeah. And to do a little more formal formalization <laughs> of the concept. Yeah. And Calvin talks about the weed-free zone for the pop, uh, things that pop up. We yeah. still got a weed-free zone, don't we? Well, it's Prairie well, Trace. <laughs> I hope so. We're relying on tra- Trace's testimonials uh, for the product. Absolutely, and the one of the reasons is the uh, cool cool weather performance of uh, weed free zone. It's uh, yeah, this has been this has been weed free zone weather. Yeah, and it 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 knocks them down quick. And Trace, I just sent them what you saw me doing. I sent them a picture of my broccoli. Did you want me to? Did you want to see a picture of the broccoli? Yes, I do. Okay. I mean, are you serious? Is it, is it edible? <laughs> yeah, it's it's. If nothing else, he's being polite. You know, I I, I appreciate that. Uh, it's now almost baseball size. Well, that's pretty good, Mel. I know. For, for someone yeah. saying to throw it away, <laughs> it should be it should be pretty tasty too. I that's enough, yeah. That's enough to cut up and make at least one salad. Okay. <laughs> I hate to take it off now. I'm, I'm kind of let it keep going. I'm yeah. kind of grown to like it. It's like a buddy. Are the, are the uh, it's the only one that you can listen, do it again next year. It's the only yeah. thing that listens to me. When no, I, why don't you? <laughs> let's make him do it right next year. Yeah. Okay. Are the buds still tight? In other words, has it? Shown yeah. is mature yet? Oh, I don't by by showing the yellowing. Yeah, the yellow flower. Well, the bud the the buds loosen, the buds of the head loosen, where you can no. see individual buds. I think they're still tight. Then the then and then it's still going to get larger. All right. All right. Send us a trace. I'm sure you're fertilizing it on a weekly basis. Oh, I can't even tell you. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, what's going on, Trace? I've already explained that because of Jerry's birthday last Thursday, except for grass and labor transactions, everything in the nursery is 10% off. <laughs> sure. <laughs> could be another reason. But, it could be. Uh, yeah. No, it's kind of a big weekend celebration. Yeah, la- last year was our first experiment with it. Yeah. And uh, it seemed to work okay, so we figured we would uh, Good. have it. Would this be our first annual or would this be our second day? Yeah, it's always a question. I think the, I think this is. I'm the just asking first. for a friend because I got to make next year's ad pretty quick here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know. We'll have to. <laughs> our listeners will have to call in. If you did, this is the second year it's been done. Is it the first annual or the second annual event? It's the second annual. I don't know. I, I thought it was too, but I, I've been criticized. You for have to have that. ground zero, so it's got to start somewhere. Yes, yeah, so this is the yeah. So it starts like it starts at zero, and then the next one is the first annual. Because it's been a year. Because it's been a year. Yeah, it's hmm. my thought. Grammarians, call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero. 308-8867. So, Trey, yeah. so what and if, if you just have an opinion? We'll take an opinion. Yeah, we love you. opinions. Trace, who, who who, and how did they take that picture? 
That's on the on the yeah. sales item. Well, let's see. It looks like a fish eye. Maybe it was a. <laughs> did somebody take it off? I don't think they could do it, take it off the roof. <laughs> Maybe they threw it, flew it. Well, I don't even know where a drone would uh, <laughs> take that picture from. It's a great picture. So you know there's windows up there, right? Are there? Yeah. Okay. But but what about the tree? It, it looks too close to be that. So I'm gonna bet that they flew a little. A little drone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a good picture. So okay, we we all the shelves are are yeah. stocked. So this is the big, big game celebration at Millburgers. Yes. Uh, we couldn't call it anything else. No, even though everyone knows what it is. Yes. It's very frustrating because it's trademarked. <laughs> but uh, so what happens this weekend, Trace? This is the 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 second time you've done this. Yes. Annually. So it's uh, <laughs> it's basically 10% off everything in the store. Yep, except for uh, grass except and labor transactions. Grass and labor transactions. So, uh, I'm the disclaimer guy, so. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so I was asking Jerry, <laughs> if I want to buy one of those great-looking ferns, it's how much will I save? 10%. What? Okay, yeah. We've made this pretty clear. Fountains? 10%. Wow, that's pretty cool. Nice. That's, that's easy for your people to calculate, right? Yeah. To, to, well, it's one key. It's what? Yeah, it's our same key we use for Senior Citizens Day. Okay. Everyone's a senior citizen this week in Melbourne. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure we want to go there, but uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know. So uh, veg- vegetables, fruit uh-huh. trees, uh, pre-emergence. I have people taking advantage of getting their pre-emergent with a discount. Yeah. Um, did I say tomatoes? Tomatoes. Yeah. What, 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 what's our tomato status? All right. Well, we got a decent representation of one gallon. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Calvin's breaking in for the radio show. Hang on. Um, Do what? What? What is the plum that that is? Methylene. Meth. Methylene. No, not not uh, evergreen. Evergreen plum. The landscape. Natal plum. The one. The one that's blooming. Blooming now and the, the f- fruit. That, Drops red. Is that red fruit? Uh, edible. Uh, yeah, it's edible, but it's a. We use it as a land, more of a landscape, evergreen landscape. Plum. Well, well so, natal plum is the only thing that comes to mind. And, yeah. And you see a lot of it down towards not Corpus. Ja- uh, yeah. Not Japanese plum. Um, Loquat. Chinese hmm. plum. I can't believe these guys don't. That's, that's, what, <laughs> that's where he's going, guys. Loquat. China, uh, yeah. Loquat, Loquat is what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, does it look like that? Like that big one right there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Loquat yeah, there's Japanese one. Japanese plum. One yeah, above. For everybody the, out there, Milton's pointing. Yeah, I'm pointing <laughs> just to the left of your radio. You can see it. If you look right at your radio and then look to the left, kind of about maybe 50, 60 yards, you'll see a Loquat. Okay, so you were saying, Trace, oh, the tomato status. Sorry, sorry. Um, So celebrity and this year's rodeo tomato. All right. Ruby Crush. Ruby Crush, and we we have a fair number of that, and we will build the numbers. Yeah. Uh, But we won't have a great selection of tomatoes till I feel a little braver, so like the end of February, early March. But we'll have some. Hey. People who want to grow them in containers and move them up. And. And. Yes, yes. It's almost rodeo time. Yeah. And we're going to do that, that deal where uh, all the proceeds for the rodeo tomato, and I can't remember the date now because I'm not looking at the calendar. I think it's Wait, the 20th. I can, I can look. Um, is going to go to the uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, which make, makes it to the kids. Yeah. 
No, no, no. Ba uh, Bear County Bear Massacre. County Massacre. There you yeah. go. Bear County Massacre. And then they make it go to the kids. And yeah. I, and I put a... Uh, and that's, gosh, I don't know what annual that is. <laughs> we do that every year, but I think you've probably done that for 10, 12, 15 years. As long as I've been here, at least. Yeah. Charles, Charles used to make me go count them in the morning and count them <laughs> in the evening. Oh, dear. <laughs> the, uh, we've got a write-up on the Ruby Crush uh, tomato on uh, plantanswers.com in the topics of the month to the right of when you get into the uh, main page and uh, it's labeled as tomato ruby crush grape tomato rodeo tomato for 2021 and when you look at the picture there's no filter it really is that red yeah and if you don't believe that picture I've got a link to where you can get buy seed of Ruby Crush. Some people like to grow. Nobody wants to do that. Uh, buy transplants. But anyway, yeah. uh, to avoid con uh, compl uh, conf uh, confusion, uh, put a, a link to a place, a new seed company that I never had seen before or used before, and uh, it's tomatoes only. Uh, dot com, I think it is, but it's at the bottom of that Ruby Crush uh, write-up, and they've got a, a picture that's even prettier than that of Ruby Crush. Hmm. Now the interesting thing about it was I, <laughs> I called it a, a cherry tomato, and <laughs> somebody scolded you. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> my uh, webmaster. That takes that put writes puts everything up on plantanswers.com. Changed it after he read the description. He changed it to grape tomato. So I guess it's I guess, I think it says that in the write up. So okay. I, I, I I'm just, pretty sure the write up Davidson has said grape. Yeah. yeah okay. Well then, yeah. Yeah. David, okay. David knows all. Don't David. mess with David. Well, they aren't. They haven't convinced me, because <laughs> I, I, I'm still thinking that, that a grape tomato is a, <laughs> a, could could be a, a category that includes cherry tomatoes. Yeah, I think so. Hey, let's take well, a quick break. And Trace, if you can hang with us, if you can't, we'll, we'll revisit it. But uh, there may be some cooler uh, temperatures coming this week. I bet you sell products that folks can use to. To help protect their plants, we do. Right, so why is he selling parkas and uh, yes, uh, insulated <laughs> boots? Little plant parkas. Parkas for your tomatoes. That's right. Tomato parkas right after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas. We're going into February birthdays. That's uh, Don Everly of the Everly Brothers. Uh, before we talk to Trace, real quick, talking about Spider-Man termite and pest control. I talked to Warren Remy over there at Spider-Man just the other day and said, could he save you some roaches? And he just stared at me, Jerry. Huh? Yeah, he just... He just <laughs> it was so sad. I was going in the front door yesterday. Yeah? And there was a little roach 
on the front porch waiting to get in. <laughs> just, you, it you, was sad. You've got an Airbnb for roaches. Well, if you don't want to have a hotel for roaches, uh, if you don't like the rats that are in your place, if you want to get rid of them, uh, you want a pest control company that you can you'll absolutely love working with, and that's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, because Warren Remy and the gang over there have been doing this since 1976. They, uh, this, this is the thing that I think is also impressive. Uh, Spider-Man does a lot of commercial work, including helping out here at Millburgers, and these are companies that have to have great pest control to stay in business, like restaurants and other things. If they don't, then they go out of business. In fact, that's how I first met Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control. So you want that same quality, that same, uh, and you know. Uh, Trust. There you go. Good word. Uh, for your company that you choose. And that's what you'll get with Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Give them a call. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Or you can find them online. Go SpidermanPest.com. Go SpidermanPest.com. You'll enjoy working with Warren Remy and the gang over there. He'll make it right. Yeah, he does. Does a great job. Okay, so taking a look at the weather as I set this up. Uh, Jerry, you're wrong, actually, on the rain. I thought you were right, too. Um, it's on Thursday. What do you Yeah, 50% chance of showers Wednesday with a high near 64. Low Wednesday night. Around 44, 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, showers likely, 60% chance of showers. <laughs> You're so discouraging. <laughs> and, um, now, this says Thursday night around 30. And then uh, high on Friday around 47. So I'm wondering what the high Friday night is going to be. Or low Friday. I'm sorry, the low, right? Low Friday night. <laughs> is that where it gets real, drops down into the maybe the 20s? What I, what I saw was that moved to Saturday. Oh, is that right? 25. Oh, you're right. But yesterday they were calling for 19 on, on Thursday or Friday. Because it was Valentine's Day, too. It's going to be a cold, chilly Valentine's. You're, hold on. Let me let me bring up my phone. Well, <laughs> my phone will tell me. Rodeo uh, rodeo weather. Yes, it's, it is. It's, yeah. al- it's almost a given. Yeah. You just don't know what day it's going to hit. So and, uh, according to weather.com, yep, yeah, uh, Saturday night, Friday night, 30. Wow, yeah, 32, th- low is 32 Thursday, low is 30 Friday, 25 Saturday, 36 Sunday, 39 Monday. 25 uh, Saturday night? According to uh, weather.com, yeah. So well, we're going to get all of our work done Yeah. Monday and Tuesday and finish it Wednesday. So all we have to do is cover the few things because nobody wants to be out in that in in covering plants no that's right i suggest that uh all the listeners uh do the same thing although they won't be doing it as as much as we are but uh, as you were mentioning we do have the frost cloth and we have the pre-cut ones Uh, we also carry a 12 foot wide where they can buy it by the running foot so if they need a big piece we can help them yeah and then we got a rare 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 size 15 foot wide and you buy it by the running foot that was so big we had to hang it on the fence we couldn't we couldn't put it anywhere else oh wow uh and then we have the the uh the bags that you were talking about and uh like a 10 by 20 piece from them too uh, i do like the bags but yeah you know if we really are going to hit if we were going to hit 19 i would suggest moving those pots inside rather than trying to cover them. oh okay um yeah the bags uh some of them are, are helpful in that the uh do they still have the cinch ties, the little pull ties on the bottom? Yes. Okay. Very cool. 
and, and if we don't get any rain, if we don't get any rain uh, on these 50 and I know it's silly to say 60% when they're saying 50 and 60%. Yeah. That means it's definitely going to rain, doesn't it, Will? Somewhere. Somewhere, <laughs> yeah, so, somewhere <laughs> somehow. But if some, it doesn't, somewhat. if it doesn't, you need to water your shrubs and stuff outdoors on. So that was part of our on wind this morning. Wind is that right? Watering and watering. Yeah. Water before it's cold. Right. Don't ever water while it's freezing because it can cause more damage. Right. And and what, what the people people? Whoa! No, what I, the, I, what I, the pe- I plugged you in the wrong place. <laughs> you plugged me in the wrong place. But anyway, uh, <laughs> what the people have to, our listeners have to be careful of. Yes. If they wait till the last minute to water those shrubs. Uh, Calvin may come around. <laughs> He's been known to do this. He's been known to, to uh, uh, fuss at his neighbors in the neighborhood. To, uh, and yet his neighbors still seem to like him. Uh, well, yeah. So, so they say. <laughs> they put on a front. Okay, so. Was that a pun? Put on a front? Oh, as in. A front coming. Yeah, that's. Right. I didn't think about it, but yes, it is. Thank you. Way to go, Al. So that's that's a good tip. I hadn't thought of that. You may not want to wait till the last day to start covering things because, especially if you're working and stuff. Yeah. And with those cloths, if you if you even if you did it tomorrow with the cloth, if the, it's the if white it's, one. Yeah. yeah, with a light one, it's it's just a couple days, so it's not going to do any harm to the plants, is it? No. Should be good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good advice. So, if you come to Millburgers, tell them your situation, what you're trying to cover, and why. And they'll help you find the right cloth. And now stuff. I think if it's if it uh, goes down to twenty five, <laughs> there um, a good idea depending on what you're covering to have a heat source. Oh yeah, lime lime trees and lemons. Oh yeah, because uh, that that's pretty thread. I'm th- I'm thinking though. Tra- I guess Trace, it's they're hardened off a bit. They've had cool weather, but yeah. if you get hit by 25 early, early in the process, for sure you'll be, you'll be some uh, yeah. good chance you'd have a lot of quite a bit of d- damage. Yeah. Will you take your take the citrus out here in? Well, we could take it day by day. <laughs> so historically, they changed. So like I said, it was at 19. Oh, yeah. Yesterday morning. Now they're talking 25. So they could, they could alter this forecast. And um, but we would take the lemons and the limes probably inside at, at okay. 25. But the yeah. satsumas and stuff we would just cover. Yeah, that'll work. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. If you've got a question about a plant that you want to know, with the weather, what you should do, you should call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You were going to say something. I think I interrupted you or no. <laughs> no, no, I did. I did tell the employees to expect phone calls. Uh, yeah. at the store as far as uh, what to cover, how to cover it, when to cover it. Yeah. Now I don't want to discourage people from calling in, but is there a general principle that that you follow? If it's a tropical, if it's something, if it's, it's tropical, I would take it in. Okay. At what temperature? Like fifty? Uh, they get start getting damaged at forty. Most of those things. Okay. So. And then Milton, I think you you hit it on the head too when you Thank were you. talking about the, being cons- conservative and uh, not taking a taking a chance. 
uh, I was trying to remember when you he... You going to cover your cyclamens, Calvin? Um, <laughs> no, probably not. No? No, I've had, I've had good luck... Uh, this is mine, mine are planted all close, close to the building, and they're pretty sheltered. Uh, I have more of a problem with the uh, heat. Uh, I, I kind of expanded the planting this time year, you know, and ended up in some sunny places, and they're they're getting beat to death. But oh, no, not, no damage in the uh, deep shade areas. So, Good. So that. What, Jerry, what Jerry's talk, talking about, uh, we got, you know, some some plants, uh, a cyclamen or a key plant that that, uh, in, depending on where they're planted, yeah. they've got uh, good good uh, cold weather tolerance, or uh, they could be damaged uh, depending on. Uh, how much cold weather is exposed to them? Yeah, the plants seem to We're take it okay, cycle, but still they, lose, they lose the buds. Yep. Well, I look at it as if you, you've enjoyed them for all these months. <laughs> Let God take them, so you don't feel bad to put the begonias in shortly. Yeah, and you and you know the the pattern is pretty clear if, if you've had them all this time too. You know, you know, I, I know which ones are. In constant threat because the, they, they're getting so much sun. Yeah. Hot weather comes out. And then I know the other ones that uh, don't seem to be affected at all by the cold weather we've had so far. So I'm not not worried about them. So now you got me scared. Should I worry about my Whopper begonias? Are they in the ground? No, they're in a container, but the container is heavy as heck. Buy a dolly. Okay. Bring them in, huh? You want to see them next year? <laughs> yeah. Or next, this spring, I should say, because it's not. That's an old joke. Even no. even if you co- uh, cover them, uh, they might freeze back to the uh, ground. Okay. And they're real slow to come out. So the more foliage you can protect, the better they'll, they'll be. All right. Well, we got a dolly. <laughs> that thing's going to be heavy. Well, that's what you get married for, man. <laughs> so, Milton. <laughs> yeah. Next time your lawnmower breaks. Oh, okay. You take the the motor off. You get somebody to weld a plate on there. Yeah. And then you only have to pick it up once every fall. Yeah. Once every spring. The fall one to put it on the 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 plate on the lawnmower so you can roll it in and out as needed. And then once in the spring, when it's not going to freeze anymore, you can take it off and then put your your lawnmower dolly away. I like that there idea. There you go. I had a I've visited an older man in the uh, in San Antonio, and he had had his whole garden on lawnmower bodies. Hmm. That uh, he was older. Well, and, uh, even older than you, Jerry. Yeah, if, even if older. That, than if he's that old, you know, you go through a lawnmower every couple of years. <laughs> You could you could get a, quite a collection. Yeah, and he invited me out um, in February to eat some tomatoes that he had grown all winter, and he would he's, he had a shady backyard, so he would start his lawnmowers, of course, I mean with the plants on them, on the uh, east. No, yeah, on the east side. No, on the west side of his yard which had sun in the morning and then at noon 
you go out, move it to the middle of the yard, and then uh, toward in the afternoon, he'd move it to the uh, west, uh, eastern side of the, of the lawn. And then if he got cold, he'd, he'd motor them in the, uh, into the garage. He, was, he wasn't going to let that uh, old age uh, slow him down anyway for having a garden. And he withstood quite a few uh, hard freezes. That was back in the days before global warming. Did you, uh, Trace, change the subject? Have you got copies of these in? I'm pretty sure I've already got them out, yeah. Okay. Uh, what I'm talking about, I received it this week in, my, in the mail. Uh, for February 2021, the Millburgers Landscape and Nursery Newsletter, Gardening Newsletter. And it's got a deal about uh, container roses. Uh, uh, got a whole article about container roses, and uh, it's got they got a article about uh, 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 got Calvin's article perk up with Primula. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that you know Trace and I both love that Primula, but we haven't talked about it as much this year as we did last year. Yeah. It wasn't as available. Yeah, I guess mm. that was part of the uh, that was one of the Corvid issues. It's yeah. like the you know we had problems getting certain colors of cyclamen, so I learned my lesson. I always try not to book those. I'd rather buy open stock, but I guess next year I'm going to book. <laughs> I, uh, well, I thought you did pretty good on uh, you didn't get stuck. I could have done better. <clears throat> Hundreds of them. <laughs> yeah, I saw some people buying them last weekend. Yeah. yeah. And I could, and I could, I could always do better, so that's, that's <laughs> my goal. The few, the few that we got left here are still looking they, they good. Look, they look great. Oh, yeah. And they're 10% off. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the uh, blue bots? Yes. Okay. Uh, and the stocks? <laughs> uh, I don't think I have any. Oh, okay. What's and, the... <laughs> and there's an article in there about Agarita well, is in and... full bloom. Or in bloom. Agarita is in bloom. Written, so that's actually written where... by Bill Ward, Native Plant Society of Texas. That's actually a uh, plant that's hard to get. Oh yeah, you wouldn't think it would be, but it, it is. So uh, well, we, we we have some. I don't ten, think they transplant very well. We have some ten gallon in stock now, but I brought in a bunch of uh, three gallon, and that hit, and they all left. Okay. So I've, I've got some more coming in probably sometime early this week. Oh great! <laughs> Remind me what I get. Agarita. Agarita is the one that has the berries that you can make wine and jelly out oh, of, and look, has a looks like a holly, and that's what. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what you the, used to plant. The needle, the needle yeah. yeah. And it'll tear you up. Everybody used to plant them underneath their kids' windows. That way the kid couldn't climb out the window without uh, getting all scratched up. Yeah. The the leaves are got little stickers. And on. it's a pretty yellow bloom. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. And the, it's a good uh, article. If I remember right, the the wildlife really likes them, too. They're yeah. planting for that. It says uh, on there, it said, it is one of the most common bushes uh, in the hill country and so it usually does just fine in dry calcareous soils of this area. So I, 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 I imagine the deer won't eat it. I if it grows, I've can't seen imagine. It. <laughs> I've just seen it. Their tongue will be bleeding. 
But uh, the berries are good. I can see them eating the bloom. Yeah. Bloom is nice, too. And I always like the questions that they have in the, in the Millburgers newsletter. It says, uh, one of the questions is, I'm looking for a flowering plant that ducks won't eat. Ducks. No, we get, ducks. That, we get that question a lot. <laughs> Do you? I wonder yeah. if they would eat duckweed. Oh. oh. I think you can't call it that because ducks like it. I don't know. <laughs> it sure multiplies. Like it, it, Is that right? They, they couldn't get rid of it if they wanted to. <laughs> I planted begonias last year, but the neighborhood ducks ate them the next day. Hmm. I imagine they, they like that. And uh, they, they answered the question by saying, I'll bet they won't eat vinca or periwinkle. Right, Milton? Ducks? <laughs> I think we've recommended for for duck duck resistant plants. I think we've re- recommended vinca. Yes, yeah, so the location <laughs> receives enough sunlight to make them bloom. And you said forest wouldn't let you put that list of duck resistant plants no, up on Plant Answer. No, I don't know what it is. And uh, do we have any onions? Or are you going to get some more onions? No, I filed thirteen of them yesterday. Oh, you did what? I, I tossed them. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you've had those a long time. Too long. Yeah. So you're not going to bring any more in? Aren't, aren't we really done? Shouldn't they have already had it in the ground? Well. My, my calendar says it should have already been in the ground. Yeah. But uh, I, do, I do have potatoes coming, so that's next. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. They're not here yet. Okay. They're, they're coming. <laughs> oh, on that same note. Yeah. The ladybug shortage, I think, is going to go away. I think I'm going to start having ladybugs again the week of Valentine's. Oh. So I think that's next week, isn't it? For uh, Valentine's is next Sunday. 14th. Okay, yeah. well, it might be the following week. We may be short. inside. If it's 20 degrees, we might be inside. I'll let no, these guys man. decide. You're going to be here. Uh, <laughs> all right. Bring yeah. your parka. <laughs> your plant parka, and you can use it, too. Speaking of Valentine's, do you all uh, still have... Uh, Orchids. We, we have orchids, orchids, and I believe uh, I believe Peter has an order outstanding for them as well. Okay, good. All right, hey, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. In just a little while, we're going to talk to the folks over at Wild Birds Unlimited. Kyle's going to come on. We're going to talk about what you can do right now to prep for those uh, Purple Martins. Get your home ready, your yard ready, and we'll tell you more about that coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. All right, we've. Uh, oh, let's. Uh, that's Rick James, whose birthday was also on the first. Okay, and uh, let's see. Oh, let me tell you about Deck and Patio, then we'll get to a caller. Uh, this is actually a great day to be and a great weekend to be out on that deck. Um, but if you wish your deck looked like it looked when you bought it. I want you to go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, where you'll find the website for San Antonio's and maybe even the nation's deck expert, Barry Hagendorf. And on that picture, you will see a great example of a deck that looked, I've seen these, a gray, 
the wood is kind of faded. It doesn't have that life that it did at the beginning. And then you look to the right, and by golly, it's nice and deep and rich and stained. It looks beautiful. It really does look new again, as Barry likes to say. So um, if you want your deck to look new again, if you want it to to, to last a long time, uh, like I said, Barry's the expert on staining and sealing, and you, he's right here in San Antonio, so you can take advantage of that. 210-822-9147. This is a great time to call now to prep for the spring and the summer. 210-822-9147 or deckandpatiocare.com. Glenn is on the line at 210-308-8867. Glenn, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? All right. How are y'all? Good, good. What's going on? It's a pretty day, isn't it? It is. I uh, I just had two questions. One, uh, regarding the, the wasp, uh, the little tiny wasp and uh, their availability. Where can you can you order them? Is that know, the Trichogamas? Yes, yes, sir. I haven't got the news. Oh. Where, well, can, where can they order the trichogamma wasp? Or, or get them at You know, I don't yeah. know where you can order them. We, Millburgers, uh, certain times of the years they have wasps and uh, other beneficial insects. Yeah. Trace was just talking about the... Uh, the, the but, uh, you probably have better luck finding them on the Internet. We'll ask Trace, so too, when he comes look, back look, up, but yeah. Uh, do a yeah, I didn't know if Millburgers... I didn't know if Millburgers had them or not. I think, no. I think they have in the past. Yeah, they. Yeah, but it's it's, uh, it's the timing that we're not sure of. So gotcha. we'll 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 bring it up to Trace to see what he knows and what he predicts, and then and we, I suspect uh, that. But if you will just, have to go to the internet. Yeah, and if you just call the nursery at two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero, just ask them, and then we'll find out too. It's a shame okay. he walked away. But, uh, okay. yeah, you can call back. All right. Yes, and then I had a second question for Dr. Finch, uh, and it's regarding the, the robins, the bird. Uh, the robins? The robin bird. I When I was a kid, I grew up in Sutherland Springs. We used to have, you know, kind of springtime-ish, we'd have flocks of, of robins. And I was just telling my wife the other day, I hadn't seen a robin in, I don't know, like decades or something. And then I actually saw one outside the window this morning, uh, and, it's, and then I hadn't seen it since, and so it was the first one. But I was wondering, is that is that, I guess, common that we don't see robins anymore, or is it just, you know, I'm, 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 I don't I live saw one, place. too. This, this, oh, is, this, is, this year hasn't been as, as good, but I uh, expect we'll see more a little later in the spring. Yeah. But, uh, okay. like, we see them every spring. In our neighborhood, and then there, then there's a, a nesting pair, at least one, and then we, I read uh, some some uh, author that was writing about uh, San Antonio birds, had um, mentioned that uh, you, you generally, if you're uh, watching for it and uh, confer with folks, that you can find that there there are neighborhoods all over San Antonio that have robins. We'll that, ask. That actually nests. Yeah, we're not answering her any, any of your questions here, but we'll ask Kyle. When we talked to Wild Birds Unlimited one. I'll I'll I'll, I'll phrase that question first. Now, okay. where, where yeah, have I, all the robins uh, gone? We we uh, have. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if they had disappeared or it was just not. You know, just I don't I don't live in the little community I used to live in, but I only live like 
seven miles away, so I, it's not like I moved from West Texas to, to East Texas. <laughs> yeah, I think stuff. you're going to find that they are uh, all over the city. Okay. And they're thick in Tennessee. Well, I, Is that right? Oh yeah. And they were. You always consider them to be the first bird of the <laughs> of the spring. Uh, we call them robin redbreasts. Right. And <laughs> and uh, they be in our yard there in in Somerville, Tennessee. We would have uh, four and five of them pecking around in the in the lawn. But yeah. I've I've noticed the same thing since I moved here, that uh, robins are kind of sparse, at least in my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's why that, that author surprised me when he said that that they were everywhere in San Antonio. I'll have to I'll have to uh, remember where that article was. Okay, cool. We'll do some research for you. Kyle, All right, uh, thank, you. thank you. Y'all have a good one. The information. Yeah, you too. Hey, uh, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Mark, are you just visiting? Or are you here on official business? Or? Oh, semi. Right, uh, here, I can, <laughs> I can just turn your mic up if you like. Or just, uh, you, you, I will. There, you can just talk if you want. Here, cool. Just talk? There you go. Okay. We got you. Okay. So, yeah, what's going on? What's going on? You, oh, I, di- I just came by because... Uh, you may have heard the weather forecast. Yes. Now, on Thursday, uh, it said something like ni- uh, 23, 19, 23. And it was going to be on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Now I notice it's to Saturday. Yes. The, the, the cold one. But it's also gone up. It's gone from 23 to 40 <laughs> Yeah. And my comment to the staff was, well... I don't think so. I'll believe it when I see it. I got yeah. tw- 25 on Saturday night. Right. Okay. So, so it, yeah, it's gone up from what you know, the the 19 that we saw in, earlier in the week. It's like GameStop. Yes. Just it's just going up all the time. Yes. So uh, these just, redditors are are manipulating keep, the weather now. Keep keep buying that <laughs> stock. Um, so you asked about. Guidelines, principles, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Trey said, you know, said tropicals should go in, move them in. Um, and I was worried about the watering. Oh, okay. Jerry was going, was was hitting nearing it uh, on that. He said about Calvin would come around. Um, <laughs> a lot of people would water the night before. Oh. And really what we'd like to have him see is on evergreen shrubs, particularly, mm-hmm. uh, two to three days before. Okay. Because so the main thing on the cold on the evergreen shrubs is they're going to get desiccated, and we want to make sure that. Uh, do you know what that word means, Milton? Desiccated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I yeah. see the blank look on your face. Well, I always I have that look I on my th- face. I think Milton defecated on the lawn. <laughs> no, 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 what? not defecated. <laughs> desiccated. They dried out. Uh-oh. I was They're confused. Gonna dry out. I was confused too. Yeah, I, I didn't know why. I know. I know. It's I, too I, cold I, to be doing that I, on the lawn. I saw the look on both of your faces, and I was worried there. Well, no, uh, where, well, where's the cough button? That where's that look, uh, my, my, yeah, because um, we've had a long, long yeah, experience on this. Yeah, it's a regular. You need to keep your uh, plants watered on a regular basis in a manner consistent with water conservation and efficient Correct. watering, and consistent with uh, healthy plant growth. 
And well, this watering at the last minute just right. doesn't accomplish. Right. That's what I want to make want. sure everyone understands that watering at the last minute, unless, uh, and it's, it's very technical, is you have to, it's what the fruit trees operators do down in the valley. They make uh, a, a fine spray on the leaves just as 32 is coming oh. on, and it makes a little insulation layer, and da 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 da. No, no. Uh, if you don't know, if you don't know how to do that, forget about it. <laughs> just, just water, as Calvin said, in a consistent manner, with conservation or for the season. That'd be a better way of saying it. In a consistent manner, with the season. Well, I, that, I don't know either. So that's just the, I was wondering what the noise was. Yeah. Well, let me so let me ask you this now: Do we still have our watering days? That oh, that's the other thing that came by. Uh, we've been receiving several questions a week. Uh, on are we still in drought rules? Right. And the answer is yes. Which actually, a week's notice is kind of good. So if my watering day is Monday, should I? And then you should water consistently okay. as mm-hmm. in the season or okay. or the rules. Okay. Um, uh, the questions have occurred because the Edwards Aquifer Authority is out of drought rules. Oh. Well, we are still in, and, and the reason behind that is uh, we think the weather, the current and future weather is going to continue with a little bit warm <laughs> and drier than normal. So uh, rather than going in and out all the time, uh, we, would, we would recommend to the city manager, who actually declares going in and going out, okay. to, to remain in drought stages. Very cool. So anyway, that's it. And then the third thing is, yeah, cover. I like the bags. I like the bags over over my plants. That's the one I do. Okay. Unless unless it get really cold. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. Then the then it's a heat source goes up. I think. I don't know. What do you use I, I as just, a heat source? I think we've kind of been through this where it's difficult to get. Christmas lights don't work because they're no longer. <laughs> they don't give off heat anymore. Yeah. Well, well, well yeah, yeah, you, you don't you don't use the use the old ones. The big fat okay. oval ones. That's well, I think I think burn out. I think it's uh, getting easier even to find non-lead. I think that the non-LED you know, back oh, when, yeah. two years ago when I was or three years ago when yeah. I was trying to find the find, find the old ones or yeah, the, or the old, or ones, the old was, lamp yeah, yeah, hard. workshop lamp. Now now they uh, for some reason they're more accommodating and more available. Um, but what we're we're talking about is the the old I always like mechanics light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, that's a shop light. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. A good one. they're so they're you have them on the ground and they don't get in the mud and things. Yeah. <laughs> or you can hang. Yeah, you them hang them. They always have the clip on them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that it's accommodating. The other thing is that uh, works pretty slick, but are a little getting harder to find are those uh, poultry feeders. Oh yeah. yeah. What? Poultry is Uh-oh. Oh, we got to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number 210-308-8867. But two popular topics on this show are uh, the one we visit with Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited and Northwest Military and uh, Hebner Road. And also when we talk about Purple Martins. And so, brown sparrows. No, no, we're going to focus on the Purple Martins. We're going to get to those. We need to, You need to give the Purple Martins their due. 
You know, <laughs> we've been talking about those for years. I know. Time to give sparrows. Pe- people like right. them. We'll 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 focus on sparrows soon when we talk about how to get rid of them. <laughs> but Kyle is on the population <laughs> is just so rebellious nowadays. I know. He's, he's this guy. He's getting cantankerous in his age. Yeah. And but not another birthday. Just think how bad he'll get. Oh man, I don't even want to. But Kyle from Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military in Hebner, is on the phone with us. Hey, Kyle, how are you? I'm good. I'm kind of afraid to speak up, though. I don't blame you. He's, he's just cantankerous. <laughs> hey, but we did get a question before we go into Purple Martins. So Calvin, you yep. want to ask about the uh, the Robins? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, you, do you have a general statement about uh, Robins' situation in the San Antonio area? He said he didn't see him anymore. Yeah, I, I kind of, I've always characterized him as uh, well. You see him in most. Uh, neighborhoods uh, for a little while in the spring but then then there was an author and i can't even remember who who it was uh, from the area here or maybe it was a uh, interview that they were saying that it's that there are uh, lots and lots of robins here in this area well i've been hearing both it's interesting i think it depends on on where you are in in the san antonio area because I've got customers coming in the door, and, and I've, I fall into this boat as well. I just don't see them the way that I used to. I don't see as many. I've seen a couple of them in the uh, median on the roadway out here off of Hebner Road. I've seen them a couple of times, but I haven't seen them around my neighborhood. But then I have customers come in with pictures of, you know, 10 or 12 in their yard. So I think, uh, you know, they are they they winter here. And a little bit north of us, uh, in northern part of Texas, they're they're common during all year. But um, I just I don't know. I don't see them the way I used to. But but they are here because uh, I have folks bringing pictures of them. Can you do anything, Kyle, to attract them to make your yard more attractive to them? Water and mealworms. A water source water is always a water source is always going to bring them in. Uh, water, a fountain or a bird bath, even just you know some kind of shallow dish with, if you have some kind of way to make the water move with a little agitator or a we, drip system. We used to, like uh, we used to always do the uh, bir- the uh, bird the bird uh, nesting boxes. Oh yeah, and I don't. Is that? I haven't seen anybody do that in this area, but uh, no, I, I I I haven't seen anybody using the any kind of a nesting box for robins. Um, we use nesting boxes for uh, primarily wrens, chickadees, and titmice here in our area. They're the ones that will build a nest inside of a cavity like a nesting box, or woodpeckers and owls or the other birds. But uh, robins will typically nest in a, a denser right. shrubbery or, or denser foliage like a mockingbird will do. But anybody uh, that has uh, experience with uh, those uh, open nest boxes uh, like we used to use uh, up north. I'm curious about that, so give, give us a call if you've... Uh, there you go. 210 yeah. If it's worked here. We'll, we'll, we'll spread the news. Well, hopefully that helped you, Glenn. Um, all right. Well, again, we're talking to Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military in Hebner, and uh, we have had whole shows where, Kyle, just so you know, um, where people have called in with reports. People love their Purple Martins, uh, yep. except for Jerry. And brown sparrows. Uh, they love their brown sparrows, too. I'm just going to see if he'll, he'll just, if we just give the brown sparrows their due, if he'll he'll go with it. But, yeah, so let's talk about, like, what's happening now, what people can do. Because you guys have all the time to develop uh, friendly yards for uh, Purple Martins. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I'll tell you what, the, the uh, uh, first reported Martins arrived in Florida, gosh, I guess it's been a couple of weeks ago now, and now we have the, the adults, the first adults have arrived here. Um, we've got um, several different sightings around town. In fact, I think they've arrived back over at the Botanical Gardens. We have a bunch of, of Martin houses set up. Uh, one of the fellows that works here at the shop has been the purple martin landlord over there for about 16 years so they've uh, arrived over there so um, yeah it's always exciting to see them come back and uh the sub adults are on their way the first ones that arrive are the adults you know that are stronger faster flyers and then the second year third year the sub adults will be trailing behind we'll see them come in in the next month month and a half but yeah they're back and then so um, I see uh, Purple Martin houses that have, you know, six units. We'll make them like apartments. I see them that have, like, more than that. What, what, what do you recommend for someone that's just starting? Well, in fact, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. I just had a couple in this morning from Corpus, and they're, uh, both of them had granddads who had Martin houses. Both of their dads had Martin houses, and they're setting their first one up. And they bought a, a, a real nice uh, six compartment. It's got three compartments. It's a three-story, three compartments on each side, and they're they're double-sized compartments, which is important here in Texas because, you know, it's hot. And so you've got uh, two two adult purple martins and four or five baby martin nestlings in a in a, a nesting uh, cavity. You want it to be a little bit bigger so that the air can circulate. So they bought a, yeah, we, a, a nice little six-compartment is a good way to start. It's got the double-sized uh, nesting box, so it's got plenty of room for them to go in. Typically what they'll do is the door, the entryway, is offset so that the martin will enter the ho- enter its, its uh, nesting box through the door and then move to the other side where there's no access through the door. That way you know, they avoid predation from hawks and owls. Things like that. Well, and we've got uh, lots of literature available. I know you at your shop, you've got three or four different publications that give it, uh, people a lot of information about yeah. being successful with Martins. Well, always, always in my mind, and I'm sure in a lot of uh, gardeners, the the major question is, when do we put the Martin houses up, Kyle? Yeah. Where, how how are you? What are you recommending? Yeah, we recommend the right now is the perfect time to be putting them up. Um, uh, I've got uh, folks who who have established colonies. Uh, they put theirs up usually the the later part of January, maybe even earlier. Uh, depends on where in the U.S. Uh, you know your your that's your colony. But people around here usually have them up by the beginning of February. Now it's if. if and that's for folks who have established colonies. Now, if you're trying to attract them for the first time, you can put them up any time between now and the middle of March, later part of March, because, like I said, those sub-adults are the ones, if you're establishing a new colony, it's going to be the sub-adults that are going to be setting up housekeeping in a new house, and they're trailing behind. They're going to be here in the next month, month and a half. So we got plenty of time to set up houses, and um it's a it's a fun hobby. It's a good thing to get the kids involved in. So it's a it's a good thing to good thing to try to do. Now you do have to have the appropriate space for it. So that's one of the things. Yeah, talk, talk about that about. because I hear that a lot in terms of yeah, well, unobstructed flight path. Says, that. 
Yeah, if, 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 if folks come in and say, I want to set up a Martin house, well, the first thing that we need to talk about is where you're going to put it. Do you have open space? Do you have an area in your yard, on your property, on your land that has um, for instance, at least 20 feet around the house? Now, that doesn't mean you can't have shrubs down there. You just can't have trees or structures, something that's going to be as high as the house itself. The houses are typically up about 12 feet. So if you got big trees and no open space, we can't do it. I'm not going to – it just won't work. Martins are attracted to open space where they can circle and, uh, you know, fly in, fly out without fear of a hawk or an owl lurking in a tree nearby. Oh, okay. So they just need a little bit more open space. What about uh, the recommendation in terms of if you put your houses up now, you'll have English sparrows in there. I know they're really – they had to go there. They're really, yep, they're, they they're really there. uh, in, into the into the nesting uh, situation now. Something against English. I, no, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, the little English bears. I, I, I guess uh, one option would be you uh, take them down every couple of days and empty their nests out, put them back up till the martins yep. get there. That's what you got to do. The other option would be you just uh, let them share. What what's your feeling? Um, so my feeling is you got to clean the nest out. You got to take it down. If, if you see starlings or sparrows, and those are the two primarily that we deal with, uh, building a nest in the in the nesting box, you need to lower that house, clean it out, dissuade the sparrows from going in. However, you can because if they set up housekeeping, one of two things will happen: the martins will ignore the house and go find somewhere else, or martins, uh, if they do set up housekeeping, the sparrows will. And sorry, Dr. Parsons, but your sparrows are, are these English sparrows are not the nice little guys. They'll, they will attack and kill them. Mm-hmm. They'll kill them, the baby martins. So, uh, don't, don't want to have that happen. Aww. So you got to got to clear out the nest. So, so you're saying go ahead and kill the sparrows when you? I didn't uh, say that <laughs> before the martins get. Yeah, he's making it. Yeah, no, he didn't he say that. He said clean he, out the no, he's cleaning out the nest. Yeah, so you're just making there's eggs in there. Jerry, no, you don't let them build the nest so that they them. can lay the egg. You just you just clear the nest out, and the sparrows yeah. will. They'll try over and over again, but as long as you keep but, pulling that nest, you know, you know, we got we have shape. to we have to recognize and admit that this this is one of the this is a, a natural kind of phenomenon. Either if you're thinking you're going to put a Martin house up and not have some kind of conflict. Yeah, there, that that, <laughs> that you're 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 uh, you probably shouldn't do it because uh, that's right. Between and, and the hawks you know and martins, people who are, sparrows. Yeah people who, yeah, people who are serious about this hobby, they call themselves purple martin landlords for a reason. Because it, you know, if you're going to raise a colony, if you're going to establish a colony, it requires some consideration. It requires attention. It's not a lot of work, but you do have to take care of the, the space that the Martins are going to set up housekeeping. Otherwise, you'll just have a, and Dr. Parsons, this isn't a bad thing. You might just have a house full of sparrows. There you go. Well handled, <laughs> Kyle. Go. And they stay all winter. Yeah, they'll, you can they'll never hang around. Now, um, but I will say, Kyle, I'm talking to Kyle over at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road, and um, that the joy of having Martins, people who I know, who have them? I can remember we had them when I was growing up in New Orleans. Uh, my mom used to get a kick. Used to wake up everybody in the house, 
to see the Purple Martins and trying to... When they, they arrived? No, this was when they were trying to teach their young how to fly. Oh, okay. So we yeah. all watched out of the little window, and I can remember sitting in the backyard and watching the Purple Martins. I think that, it must have been. That's what I was told. Like there'd be a mosquito hawk flying, and the Purple Martins would swoop down, pop it once, and then as it <laughs> went toward the ground, they'd come and scoop it up and eat it. It was just yeah. amazing. They were fun to watch. They are fun to watch, and they're when they arrive, you you hear the sound is the first thing you hear because they've got a beautiful, a beautiful sound, beautiful chatter, and that's what you hear first. And as soon as you hear that, you know they're back. And some then, people uh, even go so far, Kyle, to say they're noisy. Yeah, they are, but it's a it's a pleasant yeah, noise. They are, it's but it, it's, it's something a, that it's sounds a friendly, great. Interesting. Uh, and and the, the the noise changes as the season progresses. Yeah. As the young as eggs are let, the the houses stabilize. The young are born. It's a it's really a, a complex, fascinating situation. And sparrows are not no, uh, noisy. Mm. <laughs> right. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what what about uh, if somebody wants to get Get into it. Uh, you guys got, uh, got uh, take it you got some s- several options of, uh, you know, how uh, large houses, medium-sized houses, uh, uh, different uh, shapes. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got some, we got some, if somebody's just getting into it, you know, we want to start, um, you know, on the, in the right place. And so we've got different options that we can look at. We've got the standard houses we have octagonal kind of castle shaped houses we've got gourd systems so uh, a lot of people try to you know like to try different different ways and and as people get more and more into the hobby they add on different things to the house and so it's, it's a fun thing to be involved in but yeah we got uh, tons of literature uh, good reference books um, we got a good knowledge base of people here in the store who have been doing it for a mm-hmm. long time so you know if you're just if you're interested in doing it how about that old it. guy? Is that old guy still around there? <laughs> uh, he wanders in every now and then. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let him shuffle around for a while. No, <laughs> he probably doesn't know where he is. Anyway. With, with with friends like Calvin, <laughs> Bill doesn't need enemies. <laughs> Kyle, yeah. thank you so much. Hey, you what guys, holler if you need anything. Four seven nine bird is my number. Yeah, tell so if you heard Kyle today, give him a big howdy and tell him how good he did. That's Kyle over Wild Birds Unlimited. And uh, what's the website? Uh, Sanantonio.wbu.com. There you go. Or 210-479-BIRD. 479-BIRD. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. That was fun. Take care, guys. You too. Bye. Yep, you get the idea. They'll help you out over there. There's lots of stuff. So we'll take a quick break. Uh, come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on in your gardening world? Talk to us at 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 930 AM, the answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. While Calvin answers a question off the air, 
Uh, you can call us, 210-308-8867. Mark, did you have... Oh. Okay, Mark's answering a question off here. Did you have uh, something you wanted to bring up about the coupon? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a big player. No, All right. What you, what you got on the coupon? You're on. I'm, am I on? You're on the air. I'm on the air. You keep talking, um, Calvin. We got you. Yeah. Um, so I just want to remind everybody that starting March 1st is the annual Water Saver uh, coupon program. Less than a month away. Less than a month away, yeah. I, I had to, I had to count my fingers, use my fingers to determine how many, how many <laughs> days away. Um, so yeah, about two and a half weeks away. So now's the time to start planning, and just remind everybody that it's a, uh, you get a hundred dollar coupon for removal of two hundred square feet of grass, and you have, 50, you must buy fifteen plants. Now, you have a, a choices over 120 different choices, but uh, you got to buy at least 15. And Trace has a wonderful setup of, uh-huh. of, of plants um, over here at Millburgers. Uh, you, you can look and see which ones are permitted. They also have some information inside the, uh, inside the cashier's office uh, on which plants to, to, that are permitted to buy. But you got to buy f- uh, 15. Okay. And they range in size from one gallons to three gallons. Uh, but the vast majority of them are one gallon. So it's one gallon. Uh, I'm sorry. What is that? What am I doing wrong? Number one. <laughs> number see, one. Yeah, number, number one. And number three? And, num- and two and number three. Okay. And uh, those are all available. But it's a $100 coupon. Now, you must pl- apply. Sorry. Apply. Uh, online at the website and Milton what that website is that's www.gardenstylesanantonio.com okay and you go there and you check the little bot little tab that says programs and it'll be right there but it starts March 1st all right and that's been a big success it's been a huge success Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me but uh, we're talking thousands of square feet, uh, if not hundreds of thousands of square feet uh, throughout San Antonio that has been converted to grass, from grass, I'm sorry, from grass to water saver plants. And then is it, since I don't know the answer to the question, it's always dangerous to ask, but how, how is uh, San Antonio doing as it grows in terms of uh, conservation? It was uh, surprising. I remember when I talked talking to Karen, that even though the city was growing, conservation was keeping it uh, below where it had been before conservation. Yeah, so the the amount use is fairly consistent, uh, maybe slightly more. But the point is, yeah, we've been doubling since uh, uh, 1984. So we always use the fact that we yeah, doubled, doubled in in population, but we made somewhat constant in our use. There you go. And and we thank the citizens of San Antonio because it's all through their efforts of water conservation. All right. Who started that program? The man on the other end. Yeah. There. On the right-hand side of your radio. Yeah. He, does, he doesn't remember, though. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... And Mark knows this, too, but we've, we've been lucky. You mentioned the citizens, but in our elected officials, in our knowledgeable... People like Jerry and the industry, I mean, it was just a whole bunch of uh, things that worked 
worked yeah. out together that has made us be as successful as it is. it also safe to say, I'm just bragging on you a little bit, that uh, the San Antonio model has been something that other cities have looked at and implemented? Yeah, it was years. Yeah, and yeah. we were years. We, yeah. We're year, we're light years ahead of everybody. Else. Wow, Ooh, but the, less filling the, than regular years. The one other, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one the advantage uh, that we thought of a long time ago, and it was the, the city leaders, is that we have a consistent source of funding for uh, our department, uh, which is very unique across the country. So we have a consistent flow of money from the commercial sector because they were well aware that you cannot grow uh, your commercial uh, sites and development unless you have a solid source of water. Yeah. And then also uh, from the citizens, uh, particularly those that use more. So it's a progressive tiered system. The more you use, the more you're going to be charged. And on those higher ends, we use that money SAWS has de- dedicated that money to go to our programs. So it is both the commercial community, business community, mm-hmm. and SAWS within itself has dedicated those funds. But the dedicated funds is what is unusual for a conservation program across the country. Very cool. All right. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Did you want to ask your lawnmower question while we got you? Yeah, just just quickly. So I've had several inquiries from people going, how low and how Hi, do I change my lawnmower for my St. Augustine across the country? I mean, across the season. And I said, well, the experts, the three musketeers that are on this this uh, porch right now. Yeah. Uh, so what do we say? We say consistent mowing. And what is that? Mow, 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 mow. No, keep them out. Consistent yeah. mowing, but also at a consistent height. So rather than changing it up and down, it's which is very labor-intensive, is just keep it at a consistent height and consistent mowing. You can debate it, and you can show some research that shows a little bit of uh, improvement in terms of grass growth. And yeah, the, but then but then you look at it overall, and the main thing is just to keep it mowed yeah. and to keep it watered on a regular basis yeah, and that, fertilized. And, and all your regular management practices. Now, I have another question for you. Dr. Parsons. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. Parsons, at one time... Cockroaches? No, 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 no. This is, a real, this is a real question. Sorry. Uh, uh, Dr. Parsons, at one time I heard you say that St. Augustine, in the wintertime, actually all the roots uh, stop growing or die. Die out. Die out. That's what A&M found out. So I just want to confirm that. So yeah. <laughs> right now, all the roots on, on a sandoxine, although it may be green, yeah, are all, have uh, all died out. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> the way they found that at A&M, uh, w- working under Dr. Beard, uh, I think. It oh, was, that it was a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, built a <laughs> they built a dome, a glass dome. And planted uh, turf grass on the top of it, so they could watch the roots. Oh, that was cool! Wow! <laughs> and uh, the the first couple of years that they did it, they didn't see anything. They they <laughs> they got upset when all the roots disappeared on St. Augustine. Mm. Uh, I think it reduces the root growth. Yeah. 
But, yeah, uh, that's why I, has, I phrased it that way. <laughs> but that that was some of the information that they used to come up with this winterizer fertilizer, uh-huh. and also uh, the time to apply uh, fertilizer in the spring. Not not to do it too early, because uh, the either the weeds would get it, and the St. Augustine couldn't make it make it available. Now so just, so 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 when would that be appropriate time? When would would that time would be appropriate to fertilize? Yeah, uh, March, April. All right. March, well, I was going to say I, I, always, I, always, I always say May first. Yeah. Well, I'm confused now. Okay. <laughs> no, we used to go after the second mowing, or was the third? I can't. Second. After the second mowing. Of real San Augustine. Yeah. Yeah, real San Augustine. And that is usually mid-April. Yeah. So the St. Augustine. To the end of April. Are you saying? This was, we've illustrated this here, right? He's sitting at this table because people come in with the pictures and say their lawn, their St. Augustine is growing. No, wait a minute now. That doesn't look like St. Augustine. It looks yeah. like, <laughs> it looks like uh, annual bluegrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah it's rescue grass. But I'm, I'm confused on this. Okay. So for clarity's sake. You are confused, Milton? It's, it's surprising. I don't think that's ever happened. I think you're confused about my confusion. <laughs> so this, the roots that my St. Augustine will have in May are different from the roots that it has in January? Yes, or, or more. Oh, they have more. more roots. You, you, that, they, the, they, they, it's not so much that they died as they have actually yeah. diminished in growth yeah. and they're yeah. not returning. Wait. So, we probably so why do we winterize? I thought we winterize to get them to grow longer and deeper and no, healthier. No, not to the absorb. roots. To absorb. They, oh. they, they, to so make the plant healthier. Okay. So at, when it comes in April... That they are, oh. or right before April, as the roots come on, they have that stored energy and they go gangbusters. Gotcha. And then it's like giving childbirth; they're all depleted, so we need to fertilize them again there in the latter part. Okay. Uh, and like Calvin that makes says, sense I, go, I go May for uh, most plants too. Um, early part. I'm, of May. I'm no longer confused. Yeah. Hey, so, we had so our. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, little, I doubt uh, that. Lesser goldfinches were there, Milton. Oh, I missed them again. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be quick. It's been a, it's I took been a, a picture great, last week, but I. Uh, great day for the birds. Yeah. All right. What else is going on? 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I stand corrected because. What? Uh, my my mentor. Uh, Niels Perry yeah. says in oh, today's oh, oh, I thought it was I. I was, that was your <laughs> in the today's paper, uh, under Calvin's article there, says uh, I fertilized my St. Augustine in early April. Now that's up around Dallas, Renner. Uh, and in early June and in early September. But, uh, yeah, he he he's still on this <laughs> soil testing there. He says uh, you would want an accurate soil test from a bona fide soil testing laboratory, such as the one at Texas A&M University. <laughs> Whoop! Nobody does that. It's too expensive. 
uh, it will probably show you that you need to add high nitrogen or all nitrogen food, and that upward half—that's the upward half of that nitrogen—should be slow-release fertilizer form. So Neil and I disagree on, uh, on the soil testing. Well, Neil is Neil is kind of moving a. Um, I was trying to remember. He said all he's nitrogen. Re- yeah, he's revised his opinion. Oh, the ni- it was the nitrogen. Yeah. Remember, it was like uh, all ammonium sulfate or something like that. Yeah. Twenty-one zero zero. But anyway, so he he says early April. So if Neil says early April, that must uh, be I, I would not do it early April in North Dallas. I would go to Calvin, May. What? It's in, right. it's in the paper here. So yeah, so is mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ooh, man. It's on now. <laughs> but but anyway, uh, we stick with a 1959 slow release fertilizer, and uh, you don't need to get a soil. Kevin is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Kevin, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Good. How can we help you? Um, I have a Monterey oak in my backyard, and there's been a lot of black droppings coming from that tree and then appear to be coming from the other trees in the backyard. And I'm not aware that that tree actually does anything, and I didn't see any birds. Uh, black droppings? Or are you are you saying from the li- on the limbs or on the leaves or <laughs> on no, the trunk? No, falling to the or? ground. Yeah, falling to oh, the ground. Oh, they're on the ground. But it's uh, it's yeah. not. Uh, Monterey Oak shouldn't be doing that. No. Well, the que- the question is, uh, what are they? Bird dropping type, or are they uh, oh, uh, fungus type droppings? I mean, is it real fine material, no. or no? It, it's more bird droppings, and like it's fallen on a. I have a ginger underneath it, and it's fallen all over the leaves of the ginger, and like um, there's almost like a tiny seed that that is part of the blackness that actually stained the leaves of the ginger that's below it. But I can, I can with my hand, kind of knock uh, some of it off, some of it actually stained. It, it's not sticky or aromatic, in other words. Correct. You, you can, okay. Because, uh, yeah, slime flux or wet, wet wood is was our first thought, but as Jerry said, it doesn't go on oak trees too much, yeah. or Monterey oak. So, now, but it was dusty. That's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, you, you don't have cedar wax wings, do you? That's a bird. Do, do, yeah. yeah. Do the do they fly in big oh. flocks in your neighborhood? Uh, I, when this was happening, I did look up in the tree. I didn't look up very extensively, but I could actually hear this falling. I could hear it like kick tacking uh, onto the leaves bet- below. I'm- how about how about? Uh, but what what do you have in terms of berries on winter trees? Do you have uh, um, ligustrum or uh, 
There is Legustrum, yes, behind my yeah, behind the wall. You got Legustrum? Yeah, the, the darkness yeah. of the berry. Um, yeah, then, the, then the noise and the, that yeah. characteristic. They're, when they come through, they they droppings everywhere. Um, the the uh, uh, almost sounds like rain too. I remember. That's right. Yeah, yeah like that, rain falling right. in the trees. Yeah. And they and they move in mass, so it's just amazing, uh, kind of a uh, impact. What does he hear dropping the seeds? No, they, the the poop, the poop. They're pooping seed. Mm-hmm. They yeah, they go they go and they go and just fill themselves up with the logustrum. Yeah, and then they then they move and they drop a lot of droppings. Okay. And mostly on my wife's car. Uh, <laughs> so you're then, lucky. But then they move, they move in mass to where they roost, or where they get some water. Okay. And so they leave leave that kind of uh, or on your if you got a bird baths on your patio. Yeah. Just, yeah. They'll drink all the water and they'll be leave the. Well, <laughs> they need to to get all that poop out. I bet that's what it is. Scat. Why don't you I'm, I'm Why don't you watch for it? Yeah. Are you there? Uh, well, I guess that is it, because it really did sound like rain falling. Yeah. I mean, very yeah. Light. yeah. I noticed that, too. It was weird, because it was yeah. bright and sunny, and it sounded like there were rain in the trees, and it was like, what's happening? Yeah, you get you got a choice to make. The, the, the birds are beautiful, <laughs> and uh, but then the, they leave a mess. So you can cheer for them, or you can say, I wish you'd go next door to the neighbor's place. <laughs> do you, do you, it was do interesting you. that... But they only got into the Monterey oak. There's, I have other trees in the backyard that they were not in. But anyway. Well, they, yeah, yeah, well, yes, in my neighborhood, they've got favorite favorite trees that, <laughs> that they uh, go to every time, and then they ignore others. So I, it's not, not really unusual. Or And then they also have a, a pattern or a, uh, an order. You know the the, the one the one, what they eat first, paracantha. Yeah, and then yeah. the uh, like uh, may be last or yeah. maybe first. Yeah, they like Nandinas. Now, do they make a? Do you hear a squawking noise? I didn't oh, hear any squawking this? noise. You didn't hear a, squaw- a squawking no, noise. No, there's no concentration uh, involved. I was thinking they when they were passing those seeds, they go ah. <laughs> Uh, is that right? <laughs> no, it must have been smooth. Scientific move. studies. And- anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's what I'm betting on. Yeah. So okay, uh, all right, that's a good idea. All right, thank you. You bet. Cool. Thanks for calling. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight. Eighty-eight, sixty-seven. I don't think they make that squawking. Well, that's your, I mean, that's been your experience. Kind of uh, like a hand. We'll take a quick break and come Laying back in a moment. Egg. Uh-huh. On Milberger's Gardening, <laughs> South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers. And we're loved everywhere we go. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth. At 
$10,000 a show. Right. We take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we never know is the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Al's still putting together some musical birthdays. That one uh, for um, uh, Ray Sawyer of uh, Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. All right. Hey, let me tell you quickly about BSG here in San Antonio. If you're looking for security, a security system for your home, how would you like to pay less and get better equipment and better service? Well, this is a great opportunity for you. Right now, go to bsgtexas.com and learn about getting alarm monitoring as low as $14.95 per month. Zero installation, zero activation, no money down, no contract required from a local Texas company. And you can ask about getting a free security system. It's really easy to do. In fact, it looks like... um, There's all kinds of offers when you go to bsgtexas.com. Go to bsgtexas.com to learn about all the great things that they have to offer, uh, whether it's security or whether it's uh, making your home a smart home, uh, creating conveniences for yourself, whether you're out and about, uh, or whether you're at home, uh, whether you want to have a mesh system put in your house that you can listen to uh, all over the house with the same... Uh, strength like speakers or uh, wireless or uh, all kinds of great stuff. So what's that, Calvin? You're looking at me. Well, oh, I was just. I thought that would be an opportune time for Jerry to break in there and say that that so that if you were looking for to catch the neighbor's dog. No, going no, 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 no. It's oh, much more than you that. Want, you didn't want me to no, remind, don't, don't, remind don't. him of that. Huh? I think he was he was feel, <laughs> acting with restraint on that oh, one. I think yeah. he's, he, he was, feels he, like he's made, the, about he's made that message clear already, so he's kind of stopping. All right. It's bsgtexas.com or call them at 210-877-1222. You can ask for Jim. He'll take care of you. We'll even give you a name to ask for. 210-877-1222. Ask for Jim at uh, builders, uh, buildersystemsgroup.com. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Plenty of time, about just about 15 minutes, and uh, we can uh, answer your gardening question at 210-308-8867. I didn't finish the uh, talking about the gardening newsletter for February, uh, and uh, they can... Get it online on the, they can see it, and it'll be in color online. And, uh, or you, you can request the mail, mail you a copy, or request that they email you a copy, uh, from the Millburgers, uh, sales page. And, uh, we've got two connections to Millburgers on, uh, plantanswers.com at the top of the, page if you're used to getting that and that or like i said you can come by here and pick it up pick a copy up uh when you come in to buy something so uh we we talked about the uh first question that they were talking about a plants that the ducks won't eat Mm -hmm. and uh the second question is what's the trick to growing large onion and uh the onion (laughs) But the key to keep them, the, the best key, 
Of course, Milberger says only the recommended onions for this area. And uh, a lot of people have already planted them. Uh, but uh, they say the key to keeping them or keeping them growing is to uh, fertilize them, side dress them on a uh, at least every two to three weeks. Well, and to make basis. sure make and sure they thin thin them out too if they plant. Yeah, them. that's right. They plant them every t- two inches, like I'm inclined to, and a lot of gardeners are. You gotta be. You, you gotta use some of them for green onions. Yeah. What do we say to side dress them with? Uh, every three weeks, side dress the row with another half cup of the fertilizers through April. Which fertilizer? Uh, you can use uh, you can use winterizer fertilizer, or uh, it's recommended in the newsletter that uh, 1959 slow release fertilizer used yeah and uh but that's done every three weeks now since we know that some gardeners get busy uh so i recommend the use of the slow release fertilizer okay what what will we do for for the because we know they're out there there's some organic people uh are they really there there has to be (laughs) well they 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 have some organic fertilizer. Yeah. Don't y'all have one that's uh, well, yeah. you put together, yeah, mycorrhiza and all that stuff? Yep, but it's not real high in nitrogen. Right. So my thought would be blood meal. Blood meal? Okay. So you give them, give them a kind of a spe- special supplement to deal with that early need for nitrogen, and then the, and then the uh, organic fertilizer, the normal... Uh, it would uh, decompose, and then that, that's where you would get your regular nitrogen over the long run. Yeah. So what we're talking about is the, the issue of uh, organic fertilizers being all slow-release right. nitrogen. So Trace has kind of figured out a strategy where you can have, you can have an early do- dose of nitrogen and then then the regular organic nitrogen can just move in. I don't know how quickly blood meal breaks down into nitrogen. I know it stinks real bad, though. Do we? Well, yeah. If, if it breaks down as fast as it stinks, <laughs> then they're probably good. <laughs> like the first time I used a product called Saigon, an insecticide called Saigon. And oh, it goes for orthene, too. Orthene. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like I tell people, if this if this stuff kills as good as it stinks, uh, we got we got the thing to use right here. You got a fifth sense about uh, <laughs> that orthene. Yeah, Calvin used to get it in a completely it was a can can of orthene, completely wrapped up. I was doing some research and, for him, and also. Uh, uh, in a in a pasteboard bo- box, because like your mail, and he'd put that orthene in this I'd in the corner, mm-hmm. corner, and I I would go in there to say something to him, and I thought it was a dead rat in there. That's what <laughs> it smelled like to me. 
So yeah, I, think, I think it smells sweet myself. Sweet? I, think, I, I don't know why, but that's <laughs> that's where my nose goes when I At smell At very it. least, it's distinctive. Uh, yeah, distinctive. Uh, and I, I also used to say, if stink kills you, I'm a dead man. <laughs> after spraying that Saigon. Uh, and then another question in there. It's late in the winter. And uh, the answer is yes. Try to plant them by February. Your winter annuals, including snapdragon, dianthus, stocks, sweet peas, and calendulas, will bloom into May in most years. Why didn't they put, uh, don't you think pansies will do that? Oh, yeah. And Johnny jump ups will do that? They're not going to make it to, the aphids will get them before, before May. Yeah, I, I would think the pansies were will probably be the more likely to go with the long season, whether whatever that is. Yeah. Okay. But but uh, the snapdragons have been pretty exceptional this year. Yeah, looking, you got several different sizes of snapdragons out here, and let me see, they're on sale, I think. Uh, yes, they are. Uh, <laughs> The whole place is on sale. Uh, they, they may make you an offer on the nursery itself, Trey. Uh, I don't <laughs> think I have that authority. <laughs> but anyway, they're having, uh, what is it, 10% off? 10% everything off of everything. Through? Except? Through Monday. Grass and labor transactions. Yeah, through Monday. And then, then you can pick up your uh, deal over here. Did we get any calls to... Decide whether it's first or second annual. No. Uh, just just to remind everybody. Normally the, the grammar this. folks call in and correct us. They didn't feel like it. Yeah. Just to re- remind everybody, too, that the uh, fruit trees, there's a lot of good fruit trees yeah. and citrus. and uh, um, There's still a few of those red barons out there. Yeah, they're red. Not, not many, but <laughs> a few. Well, that's great. Next year I'll buy 100 of them. <laughs> And blue bonnets, you were saying? Yeah, we still got some blue bonnets. Only, only ones you got is blue, right? No, there's still some white. <laughs> Quit it. Yep, there is. The, the, whites are not, the, the whites are on sale, too. 10% off. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we've talked about on previous shows that uh not going to be a lot of wildflowers this year so uh, this because of the dry weather. And so uh, if you want some blue bonnets in your yard, uh, now is the time. These plants are really nice, and uh, they're blue, and they'll. Uh, you can plant them now. This is middle of February, almost the middle of February. I bet you. I bet you. You plant these transplants now. One, one third of the weight of. Yeah. Uh, in a in a bed or something, and they'll bloom by in uh, the March, first of April. Yeah. They bloom fast because they're they're in what four and a half? Uh, four inch. Four and, inch and container. six inch. And six inch. There's six inch pots out there too. And they're beautiful plants. So uh, if you want to make sure to have some uh, wildflowers or blue bonnets, especially. Uh, now's the time to buy transplants, especially since they're on sale. Uh, Calvin says, and is this week in the garden, it says, snapdragons, 
sweet peas and other cool weather annuals planted in the cut flower garden are competing for space with blue curl, larkspur, and other natural wildflowers. Yeah, it's kind of kind of, kind of considered a, a cut flower too. Now they they last a long time, and and the the double larkspur, the double flowered larkspur, uh, is you is used for drying. Of course, my they, contention, they, they're pretty to dry. Yeah, my contention is that you limit the larkspurs. Yeah, they're desirable desirable to have, but. They'll take over your oh, uh, wipe cowboys. your snapdragons out. There are some people that like that. There, <laughs> they're, they're native cowboys, <laughs> and uh, I've got. I a, don't think they are native. <laughs> I think they're exotic. They're exotic. They're native somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, we are ta- the pansies and the snapdragons. Uh, they're all. Blooming up a storm, and they'll uh, last as long as the yeah. larkspurs do, and the blue bonnets. Uh, let's see, right, right quick. We've got a. Oh my goodness, it is gonna be quick. I better save this tomorrow. All right. I've got a deal from uh, uh, Johnson City Joe. Yay, Joe. About uh, he's at it, talking about peaches. One little quick tip. He said. Uh, he received an update from Jim Thomas, fruit specialist in Fredericksburg. I've heard you mention that. The name. chilling hours for our area of the hill country, Johnson City, Stonewall, Fredericksburg, are 717 as of January 28th. Well, that's a good sign. Most of the peach trees need between 700 and 750 hours, except for June Gold, which needs 600 to 650 hours. So we will make our hours, and I assume those of you in San Antonio have already reached your hours. Yeah, we're 100 below. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, you're... you're, you're uh, I haven't seen any blooms yet. I haven't seen any uh, blooms yet? But nope. I have. Expect them. Some, so, some of ours down there were blooming. <laughs> the nectarines. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw some people that were buying some... Peach trees to do that had oh right yeah in. I didn't see what selection they were and people are still buying citrus yeah. all right we're gonna uh, wrap up for today so Trace if they want to buy anything that you we mentioned like the citrus or the plums or all that good stuff all ten percent off all ten percent off through Monday Monday's the last day of the big ten percent off sale so we'll say goodbye for today thanks to Al doing a great job and thanks to the docs. I'm Milton Glick. See you tomorrow back here at Millburgers on 930 a.m. This is The Answer.